Zach Williams, New York Post reporter. Zach, this is Rita Cosby with John, also Judge Weinberg, Ernie Anastas, and former Governor David Patterson. Great to have you with us. Tell us what happened in Albany. Thanks for having me. A real dream team over there. So today was the much-awaited hearing in Suffolk County Supreme Court on a lawsuit filed last week by a Republican state senator that initially aimed to force a floor vote on centrist Court of Appeals uh, Chief Judge nominee Hector LaSalle. Now, earlier this week, things really took an interesting turn when when State Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins suddenly announced that, in fact, her chamber would bring this nomination to the floor after weeks of saying that a Judiciary Committee vote, 10-9 against LaSalle last month, sufficed, uh, legally speaking, to formally reject the nominee, Governor Kathy Hochul disagreed with that, but did very little in the ensuing weeks to really push her nominee. She didn't sue. She really said very little at all, except uh, when answering questions where she said, you know, she was keeping all her options open. In steps the Republican state senator, not exactly doing Hochul a favor because on the one hand, they could just get a judge if they want a relative centrist. On the other hand, this lawsuit stirs a little trouble with uh, the Democrats. But today was the big day. And Democrats, by bringing this, state Senate Democrats, by bringing this nomination to the floor, had hoped to make the lawsuit moot. You know, you can't sue to bring a floor vote if that floor vote already happened, right? And that was part of uh, a larger effort to avoid a, you know, letting the courts make a, a real historic uh, precedent uh, sending decision that would forevermore say that a judiciary committee vote was not good enough for judicial nominees. So sure. there's a lot there to unpack, but long story short, this two-month saga isn't quite over yet. Uh, Zach, it's uh, Judge Richard Wong. So what did the uh, Supreme Court Justice uh, do? Did he reserve decision on it? Well, he appeared very skeptical of the state Senate Democrats' argument that in the state constitution, you know, that the state constitution gives them enough leeway to make their own internal rules to basically let a committee vote suffice. Now, they didn't make a decision today. It could come as soon as Tuesday. Mm. And remember, today, the Court of Appeals notified or was officially notified that the or officially notified the Commission on Judicial uh, Nominations that there was a vacancy. This whole process to find a chief judge starts all um, over again, starting anew. Exactly. Zach, it's David Patterson. I think if the uh, Constitution wanted to give them leeway, they would have written it that way. And they didn't. It's plain language. It says it goes to the Senate, just like the U.S. Senate. And remember, Judge Bork lost in the committee in 1987, but they still sent it to the U.S. Senate for a vote. The governor is absolutely correct. Yeah. Zach, uh, as a reporter uh, advancing the story, what do your sources tell you? What can we expect next? Where is this going to go? Well, as far as the lawsuit goes, you know, all eyes are still in Suffolk County and decision that could Mm. come on Tuesday. That could, you know, probably won't be the end of it. You know, no matter what happens, I would expect one side or the other would uh, appeal. And this could go all the way up to the Court of Appeals, Mm -hmm. ironically enough. Might even go through the second department where LaSalle currently is the presiding judge uh, of that appellate division. So let's see what happens then. I think in terms of the broader story here, you know, this this almost existential fight that we were seeing between the executive and the legislative branches um, is starting to cool down a little bit Mm -hmm. this week. You know, Andrea Stewart-Cousins and and Kathy Hochul both made a point to say that this uh, nomination and the two-month fight around it 
would not affect state budget negotiations mm-hmm. ahead of the April 1st deadline. That may or may not be true, but you know, when we talk about this, you know, this this years long, um, maybe escalating fight, you might say in Albany between the left and the center on the Democratic side of the aisle, at least, right. you know, there's plenty of other fodder to fight over <laughs> besides this uh, nomination. But one key thing, this is where it gets really fun. Mm. It gets really fun here is the the commission has in the past worked relatively fast. Now they have 120 days to find seven candidates for the governor to choose. But that in the past, a few years ago, they got through it in 36 days. Oh. Now, in 36 days, wow. we're just like a week or two out from that state budget had, uh, deadline. So depending on who the governor might pick, you know, she it, it, the, the timing's going to be really tight because oh, yeah. she once the nominees come through, she, ha- she has to wait at least two weeks. Absolutely. But, wow. Uh, long story short, we might see more fighting on this. Yeah, I'm sure we will, by the way, Zach. Uh, thank you very much uh, for reporting on all of this. Really interesting. Zach Williams. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.